Greetings, superstars. Welcome back to Word Up with Danny Katz, your one-stop 5D superhero listening spot. I'm Danny Katz, transformation agent, empowered badassery coach, and quantum languaging consultant. And I'm so happy you're here. Here at Word Up, we are devoted to supporting you in becoming your most authentic, empowered, liberated version of yourself. We do this by sharing quantum languaging upgrades, conscious communication tools, witchy life hacks, planetary service announcements, and high-vibing, deep-diving conversations with original thinkers, visionary weirdos, and rebel badasses. Our every show aims to expand your consciousness, raise your frequency, sharpen your critical thinking skills, and make you giggle. <laughs> Be sure to hit that subscribe button and to join us on Locals at dannycats.locals.com where you can watch the video versions of all our episodes including those that are a little bit too spicy for the non-free speech friendly platforms. And it's also where paid subscribers can tune into the second half of all my interviews and enjoy a plethora of other bonuses, including live monthly Q&As, unpublished writings and videos, and behind the scenes intel. Join our quickly growing tribe of high vibe superstars at dannycats.locals.com. Okay, now that we've got all our housekeeping out of the way, let's enjoy today's episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Today I am joined by a most magical, esoteric, powerful woman, Chinese energy healer Gars Chan. I was so excited to drop in with Gars because whenever she's in my field, all I want to do is grill her as to what's going on in the invisible realms. And this was the perfect opportunity to do just that. Before we dive into the show, I'm reminding you to hit that subscribe button, to like, to share it with your nearest and dearest. And as always, the first half of my podcast interviews are free. You can find the second half for paid supporters on my Patreon, patreon.com slash dannycats, or on my locals, dannycats.locals.com. I also want to clue you in before we dive into the conversation with Gars that I just facilitated a phenomenal webinar called The Language of Healing. It's two hours where we delve into the precepts of a language of healing and we learn how to program our bodies and our minds for accelerated healing, for optimal health, well-being, vitality. I recommend checking it out. The recording is available for you now on my website, quantumlanguaging.com. And I think that's it for housekeeping. Buckle up and prepare to enjoy my conversation with the magical Gars Chan. Welcome back to another episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. I'm here with Gars Chan, a most magical woman. She is a teacher. She helps people clear parallel lives in, in parallel dimensions. And I had the pleasure of meeting Gars at a 
dinner party and I was completely fascinated. I, I, I was like doing my best to not like give you all the attention or ask too many questions, but I don't even know if I did a good job because I think I grilled you then. And um, I've just been so excited to dive in and talk to you, you know, glean from your giant expansive perspective, what's going on in the world and your take on things. So hi, Garz, how are you? Hello, Danny. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> Thanks for saying yes. <laughs> um, all right. So would you catch our audience up to speed on what you do, how you're working with people, how your genius expresses? Uh, so basically, I clear past life traumas and karmas, or I clear traumas and karmas from lifetimes, multiple lifetimes that affect this lifetime. Whatever is unresolved from other lifetimes will show up in this lifetime, just like lessons don't go away unless we resolve them or learn them. So I also teach workshops um, and I teach how to neutralize phobias. I teach psychic development. I teach Akashic records. I teach... Uh, opening the chakras and reading auras and how to meet with your spirit guides, your animal totems, your gatekeepers, your star seed family. I teach quantum jumping and uh, energy healing, integrated energy therapy. I teach people how to connect with their, I say star seed family, light language, speak light language. Mm -hmm. And clear karma, clear past life issues, uh, astral projection, psychic surgery. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. <laughs> One stop mystical skill set shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did you tap into these abilities? Were, were you always open to, to these realms as a child? Is it something you've cultivated? Um, yeah, well, when I was a child, I was, oh, I still am highly sensitive and very empathic. So I've always been able to feel energy and feel spirits, act, spirit activities around me. But it wasn't something that my family ever talked about. Mm -hmm. And uh, my family, you know, they worked seven days a week, seven nights a week. They didn't really communicate with each other. So I learned to read energy because my family were not very verbally communicative. Mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't until my son was born, which was 15 years ago, um, did I actually start <clears throat> developing, you know, psychic mediumship and energy healing and all the other intuitive gifts or, yeah, talents or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And was there something in in the childbirth process that opened up a portal? Like, what was it about that that, that was the catalyst? Well, my son got sick. He had seven colds back to back, back to back, back to back. So I found a healer who worked on him, but the healer didn't work on him. The healer worked on me and my ex-husband, mm -hmm. who was my husband at the time, for 20 minutes on the phone. And the next day, my son was well and stayed well. And so I went and saw him and he convinced me to take his workshop. And I had no interest in taking his workshop. 
The other thing is my son, he was seeing spirits and he was talking to them. And I realized if I want to empower him, then I need to develop as a psychic medium so that I can teach him how to have boundaries with the spirit realm because I never did. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And teach him, teach him to not be scared of spirits because I grew up being terrified of the spirit realm and, you know, and I had no one to talk to about it. Right. So it was, yeah, I, my son pretty much put me on my, uh, connected me to my purpose. Mm, I love that. I, you know, I, I don't know you that well, and I'm excited to know you better. And I, I do track you on Instagram, of course. And I think there's something particularly striking about your relationship to your son. It's, it's palpable, um, how you care, how you honor him, how you respect him. And, and one of the things that inspired me to reach out was I know that you're, you're exceptionally neutral and always taking a very high level. And, and I saw you once speak to how boys were being treated in our culture. And it, that was where I was like, I really want to talk to Gars about this. Um, so I'm wondering if you could speak a little bit about just about what's going on in our culture in terms of, of how boys and men are being treated and your perspective as a, as a mother of a young man. Wow. Uh, yeah, there is so much going on. There are so many agendas. There's so many layers. There's, uh, so much conditioning and, uh, well, you know, I, I truly believe that any, every generation has their karma. Every generation has their theme. Every generation has their core wounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm from Gen X, right? So we were raised to be uh, power through things, work really hard, do not speak to your elders, don't answer back, toughen up. Uh, we were abused physically and that was normal and we worked as young children that was normal and we were very private there was a lot of shame and the sexual abuse we'd never talked about that or we were blamed it was our fault children were still like you know seen but not really heard Mm -hmm. Uh, but also our generation are naturally very rebellious because we were supposed to be you know the indigo children starseed children indigos came in through the 70s mostly to rock the status quo right Mm -hmm. so a lot of us were um my my friend called it lack uh lock no Mm, i was about to say lakshmi but that's not lakshmi oh latchkey latchkey sorry Again, so you can edit it. I, this is why I have, oh, you can't see it, but I've locked me on my mug right now. <laughs> and I chose it specifically for this conversation with you. She, she came up somehow. Okay. Um, let me say that again. So my friend calls it. Latchkey. Latchkey. Okay. My friend calls it latchkey. Right, kids, like we were raised, um, you know, without phones and internet and all that kind of stuff and went out all day, stayed out all night. But then you have the millennials and 
the whole Me Too movement, you know, came about because the millennials are so transparent, mm-hmm. right? We're not transparent. We kept a lot of secrets, a lot of shame. We were very private. We had journals. We didn't want anyone reading our journals. It was a violation if you read our diaries, our journals. But the millennials, they, they're very transparent. They want to share everything on social media, right? <clears throat> Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Lots of selfies, lots of discussions about things. They want to talk about their feelings. They want to talk about the abuse. Then the whole Me Too movement comes. And then, you know, then we also have my son who is Gen Z, Mm -hmm. right? And what I consider the crystal baby, the crystal child. And a lot of crystal babies are born to indigo parents because the indigo parents are supposed to come in and destroy all the structures that do not serve humanity so that the crystal babies can come in and just love they just love they're just here to like raise the vibrations right of the planet and they do require a very different parenting style Mm. they are entitled but I think they're entitled in a really good way they're going you know what you accepted a lot of abuse that's not me Mm. you tolerated a lot of disrespect that's not going to be me, mm-hmm. right? So it's very challenging for those of us who were raised uh, feeling like, you know, verbal abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse was just regular and it was normal, right? It's very challenging for us because the Gen Z, the crystal babies, some of them, not all of them, they will not tolerate. They will not tolerate what we tolerated. And my son has said to me in the past, I feel bad for you because you and your generation have really low standards. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. He sees the trauma. He sees the trauma. Mm -hmm. And the good thing is that because people in my generation experience so much abuse, we know what it's like to be raised by unconscious parents. Mm -hmm. And the gift is we become conscious parents because of it, right? Now, there are some people out there who are still trying to raise their Gen Z kids like their Gen X, and it's like, it's not working, Mm -hmm. you know? It's, they're a completely different generation and they have different needs, Mm -hmm. right? My son's friends are all bisexual, gender fluid, asexual, Uh, transgender, gay, you know, very, very fluid. They're not going to have the same conversations and challenges that we had. Like we grew up with toxic masculinity and the toxic femininity, you know, and I feel like, oh, they'll they'll have their issues, but they're not, it's not going to be the same as ours. And I feel like What's really important to me is to raise him to be who he came here to be, Mm -hmm. right? Not to be who I want him to be, Mm -hmm. which is what a lot of my parents, their generation did. Mm -hmm. You're going to behave the way we want you to behave. You're going to believe what we want you to believe. You're going to do the work that we want you to do. We believe that this is successful. You need to go for that. Mm 
we want you to date these people. You're going to date these people. We want you to marry this person, right? Yeah. So our parents, they were like dictators, but I feel like we've swung the other way because of it, because uh, we see that it's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. It's unhealthy. It's destructive. A lot of people, uh, you know, are depressed, unhappy. So obviously it's not effective. Right. For me, I remember when I was pregnant, so many people, so many people said to me, the most important thing is to control your child. Yes. Yeah. When you're pregnant for the first time, you get a lot of unsolicited advice. Right. (laughs) And if I had a penny for every time someone said, the most important thing for you as a parent is to control your child. I'd be rich. Well, I am rich, but I mean, I'd be like, (laughs) (laughs) and was, Um, was that advice coming through a certain like generational fractal or cultural fractal or is it everyone? I will say it was mainly people of color. Okay. Older. Okay. Okay. So older than me. Yeah. Yeah. They were all about controlling your child, control your child. Yeah. And I was, uh, uh, at times I was offended, but I didn't say anything because I realized that's your generation. That's your shit. Right. That's not going to be how I raise my child. Right. It's not about controlling my child, Mm -hmm. you know? And also that generation comes from a place of like, you know, I'm the parent, you listen to me, you're younger, I'm older, I know more. Right. But I feel like my son came into this life to be my master teacher Mm. he is the one who has taught me how to raise him he teaches me how to love him he teaches me what is fair what is unfair what is acceptable what is not acceptable he teaches me that Mm -hmm. and i believe if everyone honored their child that way Mm-hmm. Right, saw their child as not not they're not your boss you know he's not the boss of me he's not the head of the household but he is a master teacher of mine mm-hmm. they come and they 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 make you confront all the things that you haven't healed mm-hmm. you know yeah and they they're master teachers that's all I can say. They're master teachers, mm-hmm. you know? I have a couple questions. As like, just fundamentally, crystal, indigo, starseed, where are these coming from? Like, is it, is it a star system? Is it a planet? Is it an agreement? Yeah. Well, as you know, Earth is not the only planet in the solar system. There right. are infinite amounts uh, of, of planets and solar systems. And starseed just means that your soul has originated from a different planet and a different galaxy. And indigos is just a name of one starseed. Uh, crystals is a name for another. Are all crystals from the same planet? Are all indigos from the same planet? Not necessarily, Mm -hmm. because some planets are hybrids and some starseeds will travel. Some starseeds have been enslaved, right? So they don't always come from the same 
planet. Mm-hmm. There are hundreds of thousands, if not, you know, millions of different starseed races mm-hmm. that we probably won't ever know about, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But I would say the most common ones that people tend to know is indigos, crystals, the rainbow babies that have been coming through, mm, Palladians, Arcturians, Orions, Syrians, uh, yeah, Lemurians. Mm-hmm. And when you say you're witnessing with your son and his friends, this sort of like trans, queer, gender fluidity, is that organic? Is that engineered? Like, how, why is this emerging and how is this emerging in our species now? That's a, that's a really interesting question, right? I feel like 50% of it is organic and I feel like 50, not exactly, but I feel like it's 50, 50. Some mm-hmm. of it is engineered and some of it is organic. Mm-hmm. Why is it happening now? Because I feel like every generation, like I said, has its themes. So it's almost like we've been split into different groups and it's like, okay, this group, you're going to handle this topic or you're going to you're going to pick apart this problem and you're going to solve this problem this group here you're going to solve this problem this group you're going to solve this problem now some problems they roll over Mm -hmm. right and every generation gets to uh tackle the problem from their perspective Mm -hmm. but i feel like certain generations get to look at or examine very specific problems or issues that are almost like specifically catered to that generation. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. So one thing that I've noticed, I started teaching homeschool high schoolers last year was um, this sort of self-imposed shame. Um, and one of my students, he was 13 and I had them, you know, they're writing about languaging and how they're, you know, I I asked them to write about a time that they were otherized. And this 13 year old boy wrote about, um, being invited to a party and then being uninvited because of, you know, certain medical things, um, and how that really hurt his feelings, but he knew that he didn't have a right to complain because he was a privileged white boy. And it really broke my heart to see him, you know, preemptively denying his own authentic emotional pain for fear of some other thing. Um, So I'm just curious to know, like, are you seeing that in in this generation and and what do we do about that? Um, Yes. But I see in every race, though. Every race feels ashamed. Um, There are people almost in every country that feel ashamed about their country or their leaders, right? Um, I don't think it's, I don't think um, it's just, you know, Caucasian people who are feeling the shame. Right. There is a lot of shame also that boys and girls feel 
about being boys and girls. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of shame that men feel and women feel about being men and women. Mm -hmm. you know? So it doesn't matter what color, what your background is, what country you're from, what sex you are, or even non-gender. I think everyone is used to feeling some kind of shame. Mm -hmm. And if they don't feel shame, they wonder what's wrong with me, mm -hmm. right? Um, how comes I don't feel shame? And if they don't feel shame, they feel guilt for not feeling shame. Right. And are these qualities that are helping us? Like I, in my mind, these are the qualities and emotions that you're clearing from people's lifetimes. It seems weird that it's become kind of like a trend or a sport to, to just like feel super ashamed of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I was not raised in a religious household, but from what I understand from working on a lot of people who were raised in religious household households is that shame is part of their daily makeup, mm -hmm. you know? So, unfortunately, most people were not raised with unconditional love. Mm -hmm. Most people were not raised by conscious parents and families. And so a lot of people have been raised in environments where there's a lot of shame and blame and projection and passing down traumas. Mm -hmm which all is laced with shame, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And the shame is blowing up right now because the whole world is experiencing shadow work, mm -hmm. right? The whole pandemic that came, the lockdown, that created a huge opportunity for all of us uh, the collective conscious, subconscious, unconscious to experience shadow work. Some people did it, some people didn't. So. Okay, that's a that's a great transition because it does seem like we've we've been presented with this initiatory ta task. Here, here's some shadow work. Um, I'm curious to know, like, how many of us are doing it? Do, is it from your perspective? It, is it enough to shift us? out of, you know, a prison planet enslavement construct? Like, are we meeting the task? I'd say about 30% of us. 30% mm -hmm. of the world's population is maybe awakening or have been awakening uh, or they're doing the shadow work, right? Yeah. That's more than I thought. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> you know, not everyone came here to awaken. Not everyone came here to, you know, be woke. Not everyone came here to be activated, you know, and, you know, we, we get to respect that too. I, I completely get that. I think what's frustrating is um, when certain people are in charge of the earthship who I don't feel like should be in those positions. <laughs> You know, the fact that we are still sharing a planet and the stakes happen to be really high right now, you know, like, how do we, how do we rectify that? Because everyone's where they're at, honestly, and yet 
the stakes are really high, you know? So those of us with eyes to see, like, what's the smartest, like, psycho-emotional stance to take on this without driving ourselves crazy or becoming despondent or slitting our wrists? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I'm sure you've noticed a lot of people have been motivated to get into politics, right? Because they don't want to just stand by, lay down and take it. Yeah. So it's what has cre created a lot of activists, mm -hmm. right? A lot of young activists, activists. So it has brought about a very politically savvy young generation mm -hmm. who are determined to change the course of that ship mm -hmm. and i believe that they will mm. that's encouraging yeah for tuning in to this first half of my conversation with Gars Chan. You absolutely want to tune in to the second half, which I'm going to guide you to in a second, because we dive into some really out there stuff in the second half of this conversation. It's super juicy. It's super fascinating. It's super edgy. So you can find the second half on my locals page dannycats.locals.com, where it, along with all of my second half conversations, are available for paid supporters. And you can also find it on my Patreon, patreon.com slash dannycats, same deal there. As well, I'm reminding you to hit the subscribe button, to like, to share, and to remind you that uh, Gars, she does one-on-one -on -one sessions with clients caring, clearing ancestral karma, multidimensional blocks, past life stuff, et cetera, et cetera. I as well do one-on-one -on -one coaching with people who are looking to transform, to awaken, to step into their full power, to know themselves as sovereign badasses. And I'm also sharing my language of healing coaching program for anyone who is taking a healing initiation, a healing journey, who is transmuting chronic illness, degenerative dis-ease. So as that applies to you or anyone you know, hit me up at dannycats.com or quantumlanguaging.com. And I'll see you over on my Patreon or my locals for the second half of my scintillating conversation with Gars Chan. Thanks for tuning in, tribe. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And as you are inspired to learn more about my quantum languaging work, about my books, my homeschool courses, my transformational and empowered badassery coaching, check out my website, dannycats.com. As well, track all of my latest content on my locals page, dannycats.locals.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you soon, tribe.